morning and welcome to another Work Human Radio. I'm your host, Mike Wood. And in today's Keeping Work Human series, our CHRO, Steve Pemberton, is going to be talking to a couple of uh, Massachusetts business owners about how the pandemic has affected their lives and their livelihood. Massachusetts is currently one of the top five in the country in terms of hotspots. So this should be an interesting conversation. So enjoy Steve talking to Gordon and Andy. Hey, everybody, it's Steve Pemberton again, the Chief Human Resources Officer at Work Human. And today, as part of our Keeping Work Human series, uh, we're joined by uh, two people uh, who I've been really excited to talk to for a lot of different reasons. Um, uh, but what they have in common is that they actually have both continued uh, to work and provide services to the public in the midst of COVID-19. Gordon Wright is a manager of vehicle services at Firestone Complete Auto Care uh, Center. And Andy Banzani is the owner of Concord Outfitters, a fly fishing and outdoor clothing store. They're both located in Massachusetts, which is uh, currently in the top five states as a national hotspot for COVID-19. Uh, so, uh, Gordon and Andy, uh, thanks uh, for, for joining me. Uh, Andy, let me start with you. Uh, how, how are you doing? How are you and your families adjusting to this, uh, to this new world? Um, you know, we're doing okay. Um, I've got the wife and two young kids. Uh, I've got a 9 and 11-year-old. My wife was a school teacher. She used to work in the store in the day. Our kids are, like, really close, so we're fortunate that way. Um, and, you know, they're, everybody's doing, doing really well, all things considered. Yeah, glad to hear. Yeah. So the the kids are home. Um, uh, they're virtually learning. I'm assuming. Yep, they're both they're both home. They get a lesson plan in the morning. Um, my Melissa used to be a teacher at a number of the private schools around here, so she loves being around the kids. She's an unbelievable mom and teacher. So um, they're learning and uh, getting that stuff done in the morning. And usually after lunch, they can get outside or do something to you know burn some calories and energy and um and then i come home around dinner time gotcha we're doing well yeah Yeah. it's kind of nice they were you know they play a lot of sports and so not to be doing activities like that and having us all together um as opposed to running around after work shuttling them from one event to the next is actually pretty nice it's great for the for all of us yeah yeah, I was actually just on a, on a call with my, with my team, and I was mentioning that is, you know, one of the things that I I don't care for the way it's happened, but I I, I have enjoyed the time. My children are older. I've just really enjoyed the time. You know, just sitting down, family dinners, uh, right. going outside, shooting around with them. Uh, you know, things that uh, uh, you know, one in the hectic pace of life, we, we haven't had as much time to do. Uh, and then the other is that as teenagers, I'm just not cool anymore. You know, so <laughs> yeah. you got nobody else to play with, I'm it, you know, so. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I kids still think I'm okay. Uh, so they they haven't hit that stage yet. They're only uh, 11 is the oldest. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's coming. I know it's coming. Yeah. It, it, it is, uh, as it did for you, right? There was a time when, you know, uh, did for me too. So, right. Gordon, uh, how, how are you doing? How, how, how's the family? Family's good. Family's good. Uh, you know, me and Jess and then the uh, animals, the two puppies and then the three cats, um, you know, talking to my mom, talking to her parents, you know, my siblings, my nephews. Um, my nephew actually had to stop college. He was out in Worcester. Um, but we're doing good, doing good. You know, just keep pushing through it. Animals keeping us busy. So Yeah. Now, is all of your family in Massachusetts proper? Or are they in different parts of the country? 
so her parents are in New Hampshire. Um, my family's all in the North Shore area in uh, Massachusetts. So. Yeah. Uh, now, as this began to, uh, you know, the severity of this began to unfold, um, uh, were you having family discussions about about impact here? Um, um, started. Yes and no. I mean, more immediate. You know, Jess and I were, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what we were going to do, how we were going to keep life rolling. Mm. Um, you know, we both had very busy work schedules, so we didn't get to see our family as much as we had liked to. So it kind of, you know, we just ramped up the phone calls, ramped up the check-ins, and uh, went from there. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that um, all is uh, all is going well. Right. Uh, we're all getting uh, a different definition of what it means to be connected. Uh, you know, for, for sure. Yeah. Well, I want to talk to both of you about about your your businesses. Um, and um, uh, and um, Gordon, let's um, start start with you. Uh, you know, certainly one of the things that uh, I've been highly attentive to is the impact on on small businesses in in, in particular, uh, and uh, how uh, we're surviving. I'm a proprietor of a lot of small businesses, and so I have been constantly checking in on them. You know, hey, how you doing? And it's run the gamut from uh, loan applications to keep the business running. I mean, just just a lot of you know a lot of challenges and, and complexities. So one, are you still serving a lot of customers during this time, especially in, the, in a place that's a hot spot? Yeah, I mean, we're still we're still seeing you know nice flow. Uh, you know, essential employees still need vehicles. They still need their vehicles maintained. You know, we're seeing everything from flat tires, oil changes, um, and you know, we just got to keep them running. It, it, we're just there to keep them running. Um, you know, I see nurses come in, I see first responders. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, it's definitely, there's definitely a new air about the customers that come in. Um, in what way? It's it just, you know, people coming in and getting their car serviced. And that was the least of their worries was, all right, I need to get my oil changed. Now it's, they're coming in, they need to, worry about their safety, our safety. Um, and, you know, everyone's been very, very compliant with everything that this, you know, the state's put down. So it's, you know, we're all, it, it, the same goes true. We're all in this together. So. Right. right. Absolutely true. And Andy, uh, I, you know, certainly one of the, you know, one of the things that we've been confined to are the outdoors in a, in an odd way, you know, that, um, uh, you know, whether it's walks and, and um, you know, this greater affinity, you know, for, for the outdoors. Is that, are you seeing some of that uh, in, uh, in, in your business um, at uh, Concord Outfitters? Well, so we're, we're about 50% uh, outdoor lifestyle clothing and 50% um, fly fishing specific, um, mm -hmm. all the terminal tackle. And a lot of the people in this area are looking at, you know, when you're fly fishing, you're, it's solitary sport. You're not uh, condensed. You're out, out in the open. So they're out and they're using that as their activity, getting outside, getting fresh air, um, and trying to get out in the water as much as possible. So we're doing, I'm doing curbside and mail order um, uh, product. And that's been fairly busy because uh, people have been cooped up. This is one of our busiest seasons right now. So relative to what we would typically do, 
Um, it's mm -hmm. certainly a fraction of that. But people need to get outside. They've been cooped up all winter. Then this hit kind of um, early spring. Um, people stayed at home for a while and now just need to get outdoors and be by themselves. And they need some gear to, to make that happen. So, um, yeah, we've, you know, I've been putting bags out. We've got a table out front of the store. People come in, there's no contact. People come up to the door. You know, they've called with a credit card. We hand them or their bags on the table. Mm -hmm. Like what a lot of the takeout food services are doing. Um, and we just need to do that to stay afloat. Yeah, and, and how much of an adjustment from that model of delivery? I mean, how, how quick did you turn that around from, you know, folks basically walking in to now, you know, you're having to create, in essence, a curbside uh, service. How long did that take you to make that adjustment? Um, so we also do uh, fly fishing destination travel. And so when this hit the Boston area, I was out on a, we were down the Bahamas on a trip and things were changing wow. down there. So uh, the two guys that I have working for me that are phenomenal um, were back here in the States. And every day I was getting messages that, you know, things were getting worse. Um, and so I was thinking when I was there that we were going to have to make some adjustments. I didn't realize how quickly we we're going to do it and how bad it was going to be. So as soon as I got back, we stayed closed for a couple of days because the state was, um, was closed. And then... Um, we realized, all right, if we're going to kind of keep this business going, we're going to need to develop something. Typically, when customers come in, it's a real touch-feel kind of uh, product. People are picking out flies. There's all different sizes. They want to see how they're tied. Same with the gear. They need to try on waders and boots. And um, so, you know, after about three or four days, we said the only way we can make this happen is um, – you guys build up our website and I'll be in here answering phones. They'll deal with emails. So in about two or three days, we let it known to our customers through our email and Instagram that, Hey, we're here. You can't come in. We'll take care of whatever you need to. We've got masks and gloves on. We completely sanitize the store and we'll hand it to you in a bag. We won't we actually won't hand it to you. It'll be on a table. You can pick it up and, and be off and hopefully be in the outdoors. So, so that, that was uh, almost like a, a, a dual shift on, you know, it's not just creating curves, but it's trying to create some part of the shopping experience. You know, when you're, when you're trying different, you know, tests and weights and everything that you described that, um, you know, that that's a, you try and do both things at the same time. It seems we're, we are, um, We've been, I've been at it for 21 years now. So we have, you know, the customers that are supporting us already have um, that experience in the shop and they trust us. And mm -hmm. so we'll have these conversations with them on the phone about tackle or flies uh, or locations that they can go out and fish. And, um, you know, we've got a good reputation and, and they trust our advice. So it makes that transition a lot easier. Um, mm -hmm. So we're just, we're giving them product that we're familiar with, they're familiar with, and they're familiar with our advice that we've given them over the years. So that part is, has been fairly smooth. Yeah. It says a lot for the, the, the customer loyalty, you know, that yeah. you've created over the years and uh, that they know that what you're, that you're handing to them is something that they're going to be able to use and, and fairly quickly is a bigger lesson in there about customer service. Cause you never know something like this, 
you gotta you gotta in essence rely on on the depth of that relationship to keep the business running. Right. I mean, when I when I first opened, our website has never been something that um, uh, you know we've spent a lot of time or money on, and I never wanted to. Uh, just tape up boxes and ship them out. So we've always spent a lot of time with people coming through the door or talking to them on the phone or maybe going through emails with them. So in a situation like this, um, you know, where all the companies that are strong online, it makes me feel good about the customers that have supported us over the years. And we've had those conversations with over the years are now supporting us in this time and trust the advice that we're giving them. So it's, yeah. it's a different avenue. It's working for this business. Um, and, you know, it's not something that you can develop quickly because it's a business that is taking 20 plus years to, to get yeah. to that. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Gordon, you're on, a, you're on another end of the spectrum because you're part of a multinational organization in, in, in Firestone, but have had to do a lot of the same things that Andy's you know, having to do around uh, protocols and uh, keeping yep. customers and employees safe. Uh, how has that translated it into how you're delivering services? Uh, well, basically what's happening is, um, you know, they'll drop off their cars either if they feel comfortable coming into the store, mask, you know, uh, full PPE, whatever they can get, or they can, um, we have an envelope station set up outside. They can just use the Dropbox and do that and then do everything over the phone, talk to them. Uh, when we get into their car, we sanitize everything down, wipe everything down. Um, we want to make sure that, you know, we're protecting ourselves and making sure they're feeling protected as well. Um, you know, bring it in, do the work, um, business as usual on that end. And then when we leave, we wipe down the car, uh, leave a little note in there saying, hey, we wiped it down. Oh, car, okay. Yep. We want to make sure that uh, our customers are feeling as comfortable as possible. Um, Unfortunately, our waiting areas diminished a little bit, and we have to you know, obviously limit the amount of people inside the store. But uh, mm. as I said before, everyone's been really awesome, really understanding, and um, yeah, it, it's definitely been an eye opener, though, and it's definitely changed the way that uh, we're going to be doing business. And uh, have you had a chance to really think about what this will mean uh, on the other side of this? Uh, you know how it will impact the ways in which you're servicing customers? Um, no, I mean, if anything, it's going to be a positive for us. And it, I say that as, you know, we want to make sure that our customers know that we're there for them. Uh, you know, essential employees, not essential employees. Um, it, it, there's, you know, cars going to be serviced and uh, we want to make sure that our customers know that we're there for them. Yeah. And, and uh, um, Gordon, what about your colleagues? You know, um, I mean, you're, you're, you know, they're kind of walking in uh, the same way that um, uh, everybody else is in, in the sense of delivering service and interacting. And, you know, how, how, how are you feeling about, you know, the, to the degree that you are concerned about maybe exposure or, you know, any of those things? How are you dealing with that personally? I mean, you, you just got to take the steps that you can, uh, you know, sanitize, wash your hands, masks, gloves, you know, you got to do everything that you can. Um, I honestly, I try not to think about it too much just because, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to be working on someone's car and just have that little nagging feeling in the back of my mind. You know, what am I doing? What am I doing? Cause it's their vehicle. I want to break something. Um, yeah. 
But I mean, at the same time, we're, you know, we're just pushing through, we're taking the steps that are laid out and uh, making sure that we're still providing the same services that we always have just in a different way. Yeah, you know, you made an important point, I think, earlier that nothing, nothing is simple. You know, I mean, even something as what, you know, drop my car off, get an oil change or, uh, you know, hang out in the waiting room. And it's clearly not that simple, right? There's a whole series of protocols now uh, that you have to abide by to keep, you know, obviously yourself safe or the customer safe to deliver that high level of service. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Andy, I want to ask a little bit um, about, um, uh, you know, the same thing on the other side of this agree that you've been able to, uh, you know, think uh, about, about this. Um, you know, that we will somehow get through this. Humanity has to, you have to get through it. I mean, otherwise humanity is in a very different place uh, than, than we've ever been. Have you, have you had a chance to really think about what business will be like on the other side of this and how you deliver things differently? Boy, um, that's a great question. I, I, I hope that it gets back to normal. Uh, it's for our business uh, only because, um, you know, having those folks come into the store um, it's not something that I think over the long haul that we can continue to provide this service that we're doing and be successful at it. Um, we've, like I said, we're 50% clothing. Um, you know, one of the issues that we have, even if we were to ship clothing out uh, to customers is if it, because sizing and feel texture is so important to people when they come in here and touch things. Um, I've never done well with the catalog um, because you, what, looks like something you'd want to touch it and all of a sudden oh boy that's not what i thought it was um so for us that's that's really important um but getting product back uh then you have to quarantine that product for uh you know three to five days um because you don't know where it's been and what it's been around so we're a small shop like we don't have space to kind of make that happen if we're going to be shipping a lot of product and then receiving it back because um, it wasn't uh, what they thought it was or it didn't fit them right. Um, so I'm hoping we can go back to business as we did at some point soon uh, where people can come into the store. Maybe we limit the numbers of folks that come into the store. Um, you know, we're, we're not like a Cabela's where we're getting, you know, uh, 200 people in our store. You know, any one time, you know, we might get, eight to 10 people in a 2000 square foot uh, footprint. So I'm not sure how that's going to work and um, how comfortable people are going to feel like even going into a department or, you know, an outdoor store. Um, but uh, I'm hoping that we can open the door again and not just be putting bags out on our front step and waving to people through the glass. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh I want to ask both of you about the degree of, of support you feel that you're seeing for, for the small business owner. Uh, are you, are you, you see clearly we're getting bombarded by a lot of headlines and a whole slew of other things we've seen, you know, the push to reopen and get the economy, you know, going, do you feel there's a general awareness of, of the importance of, of, of small businesses? Andy, I'll start with you. Um, I, I think from our customer base, it's, it's been incredible. Like I've, I'm really honored to, to say that like our customer base has been, been really supportive of us. Has 
uh, like the government and the SBA loans, the way they went through, we applied for them um, on that first round. We, we were not supported that way. And you hear about a lot of the larger companies that were, um, you know, we have, we have, I said two other employees and myself, and we applied for that. I told those guys uh, when I got back from that trip that, um, you know, you're going to get have 40 hours a week, no matter what happens um, for as long as I can do it. And um, so they're, you know, working from home, um, working on the website, answering emails, doing everything they can to kind of support the business uh, because I knew that they couldn't support themselves on um, unemployment, nor did I want to tax the system. They're unbelievable employees and I wanted to keep them. So, um, you know, I've always been conservative with the business. So I had money there that I felt like I could, I can carry this for as long as I could, but getting denied in that first round of flooding was, was, that was the heartbreaker. And, um, and that's when you feel like, boy, you know, why are, why are we not getting support from the government on something with the small mom stores or should be the first ones to receive because the, the amounts we're all looking for is really so small relative to the number. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that says volumes about, um, about you though, in, in, in particular, I'm glad to see your customers are supporting you, uh, of course, cause they're cognizant aware. Um, I know I'm doing that with the small businesses that I frequent and been loyal to here in, in the Midwest, because uh, I'm thinking exactly about people like yourself and, and knowing that, um, that's one of the wonderful attributes of, of, um, small business owner that one of their first thoughts is about the people that they employ and keeping them um, uh, in a position to be able to feed their families. Because if you've ever been a small business owner, I have been, you know, you know there's a lot of work that goes into having folks walk through those doors um, and yeah. uh, don't turn the lights on. They don't get turned on. Um, and right. uh, it just, uh, uh, it says volumes about, about, about you and, and your, your approach to uh, employees. I know, Gordon, you're in a kind of different world here, uh, you know, with, with, with Firestone. Uh, uh, but, you know, the same question about, um, you know, kind of the longer term here. And uh, are you starting to see changes coming from headquarters yet, or is it still very much in a wait and see? Uh, uh, I mean, without getting too much into it, I think it's still in a very much um, wait and see, business as usual type thing. Um, you know, we're still servicing the community. We're still out there you know doing our thing trying to make sure um you know everyone's needs are met um i can say that i do still you know on a personal level i do still go and try to frequent as many small businesses as possible um show my support there um you know as far as grocery stores restaurants what have you um but yeah i i, I think again we're gonna you know come out on the right side of this mm-hmm. you know on a whole yeah, and particularly the the um, you know the the auto industry is ferociously competitive one, mm-hmm. uh, as as you as you well know. And so, you know, trying to figure out when you get you know kind of society moving again in your in your case, like quite literally, you know, moving uh, again. Oil changes aren't needed. Uh, my car has been sitting here, you know, for the most part, right? so I wouldn't need to come see you. Um, uh, you know, in all honesty. Uh, so I know that there's a lot um, of, um, you know, kind of um, shifting that, that 
uh, that no doubt that, that, that you're doing and going through, right? Oh yeah. Um, you know, it, it's still, you know, still trying to manage business, manage business, you know, accurately and just make sure we're doing right by our customers, our employees and, you know, making sure that all of our employees are taken care of as well as the customer. Yeah. And, and clearly uh, you're, you're both doing that. Well, I wanted to wrap up by asking you um, something that is uh, uh, on the other side of this, uh, which is, and we'll start with you, Gordon, uh, you, you, you know, your day to day, a lot of things to consider uh, uh, as customers, you know, come in and, you know, certainly, you know, life, business, your hours, all of those things, but also your personal, you know, life too, you know, Gordon, your extended family, um, uh, and uh, Jess and uh, and and uh, the uh, the uh, the puppies and cats that are keeping keeping you busy. <laughs> what what what's giving you hope in the midst of all of this? Um, I don't know. I think it's just a new appreciation for what we have, what we had before this. Um, you know, and the possibility of what I can do to extend that appreciation. You know, I'm so grateful for her. I'm grateful for these animals. You know, the rest of my extended family. Um, you know, when we're actually able to go out and, you know, do more things, uh, I'm, I'm hopeful for that. I'm looking forward very much to that. And like I said, uh, still, you know, still word from your vocabulary, the, uh, to be able to show my gratitude. So, uh, <laughs> sure. And so Jess has been working on you, I see. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she has. And well at that. <laughs> uh, Andy, uh, same same thing. What what's giving you uh, hope in the midst of all of this? Um, I'll tell you. You know, it's just spending more time with. You know, you know what it's like when you have a small business. You you know, it, it's not nine to five. So um, because we have reduced hours now, um, I, I can usually get home by four o'clock. And you know, now that springtime's here, I've got three or four hours with my wife and the kids. And um, you know, they're you know, they're young kids, so they understand what's going on, but they're not um, as impacted by it. Like, they're just, you know, so fresh every day. That, mm. uh, and we've got a, a dog that every day I get up in the morning, he's only a year and a half, like, he has no idea what's going on. So if his tail's wagging, he's happy. He gets me outside for a walk. You know, so those guys are really, my family is what's kind of kept me in this thing, and my wife is so positive that you know when i come home from work on those days that are just tough ones in here during this time um she can always bring me back and so i'm, I'm really fortunate uh with the support team that i've got around me and uh you know that that's what keeps me going really yeah you know i i in in um both in having this discussion and knowing that we're going to be talking i i uh uh I grew up in New Bedford, Massachusetts, and you, you know you're you're going. I remember the local Firestone, uh, you know, uh, growing up, and and um, I grew up right next to uh, uh, an automotive garage. Uh, and um, Andy had memories of uh, fishing in the Peyton Aaron River down uh, on, on the Cape, you know. And so, yeah, when you when you kind of grow up, I I think seeing what you do uh, as part of the fabric of your life. Uh, I know how important both of you are, uh, your interactions, what they mean to people, but especially now uh, that it gives people some, you know, sense of continuity and, and connection. Uh, 
you, you're both just just good guys. Uh, you remind me a lot of the people who are older than me, uh, who I grew up in, that were just uh, part of the neighborhood or the community or the places that I, I frequented. Uh, you know, for all the pomp and circumstance around society, I'm, I'm, I'm just in, in talking to both of you. I'm reminded of just how important uh, the small business owner is. The people who sometimes we, we just kind of take for granted in the natural course of our lives, whether it's getting an oil change or getting, you know, the new waiters, you know, that 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 we need. Uh, and maybe um, if, if I'm asked that, uh, you know, what gives me hope is uh, actually taking an hour out of my day to kind of talk with the two of you and just be reminded that um, no matter what else is unfolding, even amidst all, all the uncertainty, whether Andy, your, one of your first reaction is how can I keep paying these two individuals and making sure that they get their 40 hours while, you know, dealing with the disappointment of not getting a loan and um, you know, going climbing into a car and where's this car been and, you know, protecting all the things that you have to do to protect yourself. Those are not, those are not small things. And I, I know I'm not the only one, who's appreciative of all that you're doing. So I really do appreciate uh, the time uh, that, uh, that you've taken uh, to spend some time uh, with, with me. Uh, and um, I'm going to make it a, a point uh, to come uh, see you at some point, Andy, because I, I see all the tackle equipment behind you. It brings back a lot of memories, uh, uh, too. Uh, yeah. And, Gord, you're going to have to introduce us to all the animals at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Or, uh, the two of them are sleeping on the floor right now. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of dog walks, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, lots of frisbee time. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, guys, pleasure meeting you. Thanks for taking the time with us. Thank you, Steve. Gordon and Andy, it was really great chatting with both of you. Uh, in doing so, I was reminded of uh, how, as we emerge out of this, and, and we will, we have to have faith and belief that ultimately we will, but in talking uh, with both of you, uh, I, I do think that the way in which we have historically seen the service industry, and we've acknowledged, well, generally speaking, the importance, uh, but we've also taken um, you for granted in a lot of ways. And uh, I don't think that we'll be doing so as we emerge out of this. Uh, and, and for all of us, I think there was an, also a very important message, which you've heard us say several times here, and in, uh, in, as part of this Keeping Work Human series, we, we've brought a lot of people who are on the front lines uh, to you, uh, you know, nurses and doctors and uh, retail workers and, and here, a small business owner, restaurant owners. And these people clearly need us in whatever way we are able uh, to do so. Uh, and we all have this capacity to give something to them, uh, you know, a, a, a kind word um, uh, or frequenting, uh, you know, their business, even if it's just coming curbside to pick something up. It is helping um, them to stay afloat in many ways, uh, to keep their businesses afloat. But it's also having a positive impact on, on them as well. They need to be reminded of just how important uh, they are. And any of us uh, can do that. Thanks for joining us again, and we'll see you real soon. Stay safe and well. Bye now.